Welcome to Around the Board, a show where four board game enthusiasts discuss board game topics and news. In today's show, we start by throwing Chris into the fire with the return of the hot seat. We move on from there to another great game debate, followed by disgusting co-ops. Finally, we'll end the show with the iconic play shelf trade. Here are your hosts, Daniel Connors, John Theismann, or is it Theismann, Chris Thomason, and Andy Barnett. Now, join us around the board. Thank you, Andy. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, uh, was good? that really supposed to be disgusting, or are we discussing co-ops? I was confused there. He has a Freudian slip. <laughs> Freudian yeah. slip, maybe? Maybe. I think he's uh, kind I don't of know what uh, you're talking about. <laughs> or voting there, in my opinion, maybe. but we'll see. Since I made mention of it anyway, John, quickly... Is yes. it Theisman or is it Tysman? Oh man, are we going to get into this now? We have to because I just mentioned it. So well, sorry. Let me just say that uh, sometimes these decisions that you make that are life-altering decisions, you probably shouldn't make them when you're in eighth grade. And uh, we moved from one town to another when I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and we grew up as the name Tysman. Good, fine, good German name. But there was this really good football player who pronounced it Theisman. And actually, he didn't either. He kind of got stuck with it because that's the way people thought it was pronounced. That's a whole other story. So oh, wow. I told I didn't know that part. Yeah. So I told everybody in the new town we moved to, John Theismann, baby. You know, you know what that is. And so once once you do that, those same people you know as an adult, you can't go back. Because I wish I could have gone back and said, "Nah, let's go back to Theismann. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> I'm the only one in my whole family that pronounces it Theismann." So. I totally That's get funny. it. I really like the X-Men, so I named myself Cyclops in elementary, and now everybody calls me Cyclops. I don't know why go. it happens, but I, I hear you. My, well, there's uh, a lot of derogatory terms they also call you for that same reason, but yes. that's another story. It's true. Uh, true. My brother-in-law actually makes fun of me because his last name's Horsley, but he's like, yeah, it's spelled Horsley, but I pronounce it Montana. Like, go on. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, what have you guys been up to? Uh, can I tell you something I've been up to that's kind of interesting? Sure, why not? I got back from a convention. By the way, I got us some new subscribers by mentioning it. I had a Q&A panel. Uh, it was a, a convention because I'm a voice actor in Transformers War for Cybertron. And, and oh, you went through the dead universe. Of course. Why didn't you just say that? How? How did you? Where I'm from, we know better than to use the dead universe for interstellar travel. Are you some kind of super genius? Look what I came back with. I came back with a little <laughs> Rhinox beanie. Oh, oh, nice. Wow. It's so cute. It's so cool. Yeah, I got to do the Rhinox voice, you know, Rhinox maximize for a bunch of people. And uh, people brought up fan art and uh, all kinds of cool stuff. But I, I talked about board games and I talked about around the board. So maybe uh, yeah, we'll awesome. have some new fans joining us. Yeah, I know you talked That's to good. Renegade Games about maybe even doing something role playing uh, there there, so. there is something possibly in the works yeah, i will let's cross our fingers yes Hashtag not really a sponsor cool. yet yeah. <laughs> yes. what about you guys what's been going on so i recently got together with a couple of friends for uh one of my uh friends's birthday uh james he's actually the guy that like i kind of cut my teeth with games on and so him and all his friends it's the reason i'm the old man that i am because we were all a bunch of grognards like all that kind of stuff so was he your uh, original dealer Yes, in regards to board games, correct. Yeah, correct. Uh, so, anyways, we're over there for his birthday, and we're we're like my son comes with me, and he's got two kids uh, that are uh, he. So Joe, Joe, my son is eight, and then he's got a daughter who is um, 
uh, I guess seven, and then a boy who's six. I guess is what it is technically. It doesn't really matter. But a couple kids around the same age Thank as my son. <laughs> and uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, so we're there just playing our game, doing our thing, and then all all of a sudden, um, like out of nowhere, like you know how like sometimes when you're talking and then there's just that break the silence, like something's said from someone else in the room nearby that like everyone hears clear as day but hasn't heard anything else. All of a sudden, we just hear from her. Would you like a long-term investment? And and so and she well she said so like Joey, would you like a long-term investment? And I and we always kind of look at each other and I look at James and I was like, well done, sir. Like I don't know what you did, but you already got her on the on the on the way for sales and everything. This girl's gonna be great. Nice. And so we kind of had a big laugh about it. And, and 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 he's kind of laughing quite a bit and the reason is because when he finally stops talking he's like so by the way like yes it sounds funny for that but the, really the reason that that's happening is they're actually playing the digital version on on playstation of the game of life uh, <laughs> nice. so that's why she nice. was like would you like a long-term investment joey nice. <laughs> she's really quoting from the game Correct. of life. yeah right, she was just reading good. the board the screen to him it that's was awesome. really funny nice very good well, i i might have made a long-term investment i've been playing Uh-oh. that game marvel snap have you guys heard of that one it's like this uh, i see the ads all the time card oh it's so much fun you can get i would i thought it was ios hashtag only. not a sponsor oh yeah marvel in general right uh <laughs> i thought it was ios only so i kind of just you know cast it aside but it came on steam so i downloaded it it's free to play it's like magic the gathering meets smash up meets hearthstone it is so much fun i've been enjoying it uh you don't have to spend any money on it it's all about uh every time you level a card you get to unlock a new card oh my goodness guys this game is great it's wonderful i highly recommend it daniel, again hashtag not a sponsor because yes. daniel literally sounded like every ad i've ever seen yes. for a game right then yes. <laughs> like hey, you guys gotta try this game it's so much fun that's how they all sound so just want to make sure everyone knows i'm, I'm trying to take andy's voiceover jobs away from him is what i'm doing i <laughs> yeah, like it hire you, me for hey your man. Next commercial you do you <laughs> daniel i've been playing a lot Marvel of fanboy uh, I've been playing a lot of Madden on the Xbox. Is that, are we talking about computer games now on this channel? I'm confused. I thought this, this was about board games. This is a cardboard uh, card. Oh, show me some cards. Put some cards up game. real quick. Card, you got some cards there, handy. This is cards. This is cards. Hey, you know what, guys? <laughs> I think we've been doing enough talking. I think it's time to get to why everyone is really here. And you know what that is, don't you? Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, time to play the game. Around the Board is all about debating different topics within tabletop gaming in four unique segments, each hosted by one of us. A behind-the-scenes judge will award points. At the end of the show, whoever has the most points will sit on their soapbox and talk about whatever the heck they want. Now, it's time to play said game. And let's get started with... Round one. Fight! That's right, and it's we're, we're bringing back a segment by popular demand we just debuted last episode. So hot and hot, 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 hot. I said it's getting hot in here. So hot, so it's hot, damn hot, real hot. So hot right now. That's hot. That's right. Welcome back to the hot seat, Chris. We're going to pepper you with some questions here as we get to know you better and uh, reveal your uh, strengths and weaknesses to our audience so that they can uh, defeat you in battle. Um, let's get started with uh, uh, Daniel. Let's, we're just going to start firing off questions and see where we go. Daniel, go what do you got for board, Chris? Maybe with questions. 
<laughs> well, waters here, if nothing else, to uh, distract and kind of delay. That's so. right. So, Daniel, <laughs> let's go, buddy. All right. Uh, yeah. Sorry. So, Chris, we're gonna start this off asking you a question. Okay. What is your favorite game component, and why is it cubes? <laughs> uh that's fair that is very fair uh yeah i don't know uh it is it is probably cubes um you know as much as i do like the fancy different uh meeples and sometimes those can be funny and not look the way they're supposed to for the low quality like uh real quick uh, since we're talking about it uh ginkopolis has a the new copy the new edition of the ginkopolis has a component meeple that's supposed to look like a crane but in fact it just looks like a giraffe um so um so there's that but yeah no it's it's definitely cubes uh, because it harkens back to my uh, days of yore and my grognardist neckbirdness of, of uh, just uh, awful looking terribleness. I, I love it. Nice. All right, Chris, um, you've mentioned this already a couple of times, but what is a grognard? Ah, uh, well, it's just basically old school gamer guys, you know, typically that played in like the 70s and stuff like that. Uh, they've been usually considered grognards by the uh, the community. So, uh, so I think it originally came out of the, anywhere. Yeah, OK, Go ahead. Uh, specifically out of the like war game community, like the games like Twilight Struggle and stuff like that. Those are kind of cr- uh new games of that genre but that genre has been around forever and uh i think it's specifically tied to those guys i may be wrong but i think it's the case if i'm wrong other grog nords or other people that know put in the comments gotcha chris as an old-time gamer as you self-profess which one of these iconic phrases have you uttered most recently woot leet or all your base are belong to us oh it's definitely not yeet um I, oh, I said leet, but oh, leet too. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, yeet, that's not old school. Uh, yeah, probably not still leet. Uh, um, it's definitely, yeah, uh, woot. Probably woot. I actually use that fairly often. So, and and I actually even like will like still type it the correct way of W00T. So, um, yeah, we'll go with that. If you don't, then it's not woot. That's correct. And, uh, <laughs> who's your favorite wrestler, Chris? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I guess I guess I'll go Mick Foley. I mean, there, that's 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 really tough, right? That's also one of those like, what's your favorite time, movie right? kind of thing, right? Because there's so many different ones that are good for different reasons, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll go Foley. Did you have a follow-up really? question? I missed What'd mankind, right? For us, yes, yeah, correct. Well, it, all all of his different all of his different um, uh, characters, but yeah. yeah. See, mankind, now I would have thought yeah, mankind was the best of them. But dude, love was legit too. That was that was a great one. What was the one that was real famous? The the guy from uh, Billy Madison, the Blob something you know what i'm talking about <laughs> no one knows no the guy the that principal in billy madison was a pro wrestler oh really yeah. it's been a long time somebody. since i've seen that one i know odd right, reference i'm sorry john that's fair. uh chris never seen you without it how long have you had your beard oh okay so i mean it's been different stages like this big massiveness that's basically covid but uh i've pretty much always had like a chin strap of some sort since i was like probably like 16 like i really like wow i really have not been clean shaven in an extremely long time wow that sounds like it okay chris if you were stranded on a desert island with three to five players and could only have three board games with you which ones would you bring Okay, so we're going to go with, uh, since I have to pick a particular one, um, I'm going to go, I guess, with 1846, just because it's the yeah. only 18xx I know I like more than 1830. Uh, we're going to go with the mythical Twilight Imperium, 
because since we're talking about a about a, a fantasy situation anyways yes. let's play a fantasy game that doesn't exist according to john that's right and uh uh i'll go with oh man what's it called um, i can't think of the name of it. it's like this civilization game that came out it's like mega civilization or something like that uh and then they re-released it recently with like an east and west and it plays up to like 16 people and takes like three wow. days to play again all the games that since i have infinite time let's play some really long games there you go all right. Well, we all know you love Reiner Knizia, but what's your favorite Reiner Knizia game? I I guess based on plays and uh, I, I it's this overall simple like not simpleness, but like how he it just how well it works and how easy to get the table and explain to people and how few people I've ever found that doesn't like it. Uh, I'm gonna go with Medici. Uh, it's yeah. just it's a it's a really fun uh really fun simple game but like oh that's all of his games they're simple but like tons of depth and uh yeah we'll go with medici chris once again another one of these questions where i've known you for a long time but don't know this answer um i know you're employed but what field do you work in oh man okay so i work for a like financial uh, company uh they're like a broker dealer and so um i'm not like an advisor or anything like that i have like pretty much all the licenses if i wanted to do it but i'm not a salesman that's not my life so I just sit and I, I work at the quote unquote home office and I basically just run like Excel sheets all day. Well, gotcha. Fascinating. Chris, based <laughs> <Yes>. on that, <laughs> based on that last answer, I've come up with a new question. Are you interested in any long-term investments? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I do a little for myself, but uh, that's about it. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about games workshop? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean, I appreciate them. Their story is actually very interesting, how they're how they originated and where they're at now and all the different stuff. But um, in the modern era, like late 90s till now, uh, I mean, definitely a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> they they published one of my favorite games ever uh, of Blood Bowl. Um, but then they like threw it to the set wayside and didn't care about it for years because they were like, oh, the only the money's in fantasy and 40K. So screw all these other games that we've made that people love. Uh, that are niche and don't like just print money as much as these other ones. And then about, you know, five, seven years ago, they're like, Oh wait, we can print money with these other games that we threw away again. So let's do that again. And uh, I think I actually hate them now more than ever. Um, what they, what they have done and tarnished my game of blood bowl. I, I actually despise. So yes, not a fan of games workshop anymore. <laughs> Hashtag not a sponsor. It won't be, won't be. <laughs> uh, Chris, we know that you're frugal by nature mm -hmm. but what is the most you've ever spent on a game Ooh. Ooh. i think it's probably uh right at the hundred mark i know i've spent a hundred on a war of whispers and that's what i spend also on my father's work um okay. i don't think i've spent more than that all right yeah is it true that you have run a convention in the past and if so what's it called and what how did the name come about Okay, so uh, kind of a convention. Uh, basically, when COVID hit, uh, you know, all the conventions kind of uh, stopped, obviously. Um, and so I decided, hey, I still want to go and hang out with my friends. And so uh, I set up a thing. I was like, hey, let's find a cabin nearby. And I knew of one because I kind of do some slight camping with my family. And there was one a couple hours away. And so I rented it out and me and nine other people uh, three of the, uh, the other two of them are on the show. John didn't make it, unfortunately, but um, but yeah, we so we went up there and just kind of hung out and played board games in the cabin for a few days. And so it was the cabin was in northern Missouri, 
and there were no cons currently ongoing, so we decided to name it NomoCon for Northern Missouri, and there's no more cons because COVID happened. So, <laughs> um, so we only have it once. We haven't had it since then. We've had some. That's because there's more cons again. Some differences in vision for it. Um, and so I, I have not uh, had it since. Maybe I'll pick it up again in 2023. We'll see. One of my favorite t-shirts, one of my favorite con t-shirts. It was a good shirt. It was a good shirt. Great shirt. Ben uh, Mora, shout out to you. Good job, man. <laughs> uh, what's your uh, top 15 game of all time? Number 15? Yeah, number 15. <laughs> okay, so I feel personally attacked. Uh, you should. So uh, I, I don't I guess we haven't told the people yet, but we are actually going to be coming out with our top 50 games over the course of the next few months uh, and breaking that up of each different person. And I think Daniel is attacking me and uh, trying to uh, passive aggressively be like, why haven't you done your top 50 yet? Because I have no idea what my number 15 is because I've not done that list yet. So, again, I feel personally attacked, but uh I'm going to throw it out there. There's no way what, you know, man, now I feel like I can't decide if I want to spite you or not. Do I want to say the number and then pencil it in as number 15, just to spite you? Or do I want to be legit? Um, You can change your mind later. Yes, sure. Uh, I asked John what number 10, his number 10 was. So this isn't personal. Okay. okay. That's fair. That's fair. Let's get a guilty conscience. That's cool too. um somewhere at 15 you know i bet nexus ops i bet nexus ops gonna be somewhere in that 15 range okay. yeah, we'll go with that all right good um piggybacking off my last question what's the best deal you've ever gotten on a game best deal on a game um i don't know uh man i, I i've had some like kind of lot deals that really really worked out kind of stuff um, off marketplace but i really can't think of like the actual like number for any single one but i know there was i know there was recently i bought a lot like a whole like bin of plat like a big plastic bin from this guy and there was some and it was clearly like his kids would play with it and it was chaos and stuff like that so like some of the stuff was like were u- useless but i know i netted like pandemic um original pandemic in pretty good condition well, actually the newer the newer box but regardless in pretty good mm. condition um a couple other things, um, some like a few different versions of uh, Munchkin that I then turned around and sold those specifically more for the lot than I got overall. Nice. I know that. And then it also had like $100 worth like magic cards in there. So, oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like I don't know the actual numbers, but it was that was definitely my best one. And that was like about a year um, ago. Just for, Andy's benefit, just for Andy's benefit, did the games all have boxes? Oh, <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. One of them actually only had the box top. No, just the top. The back was gone, <laughs> but I had the back stop. But it was like that—that great that cheeses game or whatever by Steve Jackson. I can't. Oh, I can't, funny. can't remember oh, how you pronounce it. But Tez Geek. So, there it is. Talk- Tez Geek. There it is. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, I'm like 10 second Tom in the in the movie 50 First Dates. I forget everything we talk about. So, <laughs> have we talked about the fact that I don't have a a, a, a game without that I have a game without a box? Yes. Yes, we talked about that a long time ago. All right. Well, yeah, I have a game without a box. Viticulture. So if anybody wants to donate a box, (laughs) Viticulture box, send it my way. Final question for the segment. I'm going to wrap it up with this one. Chris, what was the last game you played, and would you like to play it again soon? Trying to think what the last one I actually played. I know Um, what it is. is. Oh, oh, yeah. Last night. Last night. (laughs) Yeah, we played Airlines Europe. There it is. 
Uh, so uh, if you're 10 second time, apparently I'm one second time, apparently, because uh, <laughs> it was literally last night. Um, yeah, I played Airlines Europe. Uh, I really like that game. Um, it came out in 2011, I believe, because I know I was looking up on BGG last night trying to find a copy, and the cheapest like used copy on, on BGG was like 70, and the cheapest on Amazon or eBay was like 200, but that's eBay, so whatever. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. I actually did not know that it was the same designer as Ticket to Ride till we played it last night, you and I, Andy. And at that point, I could, I was blown away. I could understand how some people are like, well, duh, obviously there's so many, you know, re- uh, so many uh, likenesses, but really it's completely different. In fact, I don't know how a person had the mind to, if, if, if they if they made Ticket to Ride, I'm surprised they had the intelligence to make a game as good as Airlines <laughs> Europe. Um, I, I, I'll take that as you were slamming and complimenting Mr. Alan Moon. That's correct. Because uh, I love his Airlines Europe. I really dislike t- Ticket to Ride, as, as we all know. But And Alan Moon um, also did the best game ever, Oasis. Oh, seriously? Okay. Really? Now that's interesting. Yeah. I, I won't talk about how good or bad it we'll is. Start that the is Alan still Moon interesting. Fan club. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, well, we gotta yeah. move on. We gotta move oh, on, and John's yep. got the next topic. I oh, think yeah. we're closing it out. But okay, that's fine. We'll right. move. Oh, next topic. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was supposed to be Andy's segment, but he stole my segment in the first round. So we're going to talk about the great game debate, baby. This yeah. is something we do every show. We take a great game, or maybe we have a great debate about a, no, a so-so game, but something's great in the segment, either the debate or the game, hopefully both this time. But the game this time is Puerto Rico. In case you haven't heard of it, it plays from three to five players in about two hours, probably less. It's designed by Andreas Seyfarth. And in Puerto Rico, players assume the roles of colonial governors on the island of, you guessed it, Puerto Rico. The aim of the game is to amass victory points shocker by shipping goods to europe and by constructing buildings and it's a classic people love this game andy i think is one of those people but we'll find out as we send it around the board and see what everybody thinks starting with old man chris what's hey. you, chris all right um yeah so this this was like the first big new game when i started because we, when we started, it was uh, late '90s, like '99, basically, when my group kind of started. And so, Katana been out for a couple of years, but it really would kind of just hit the U.S. and was really making big, big waves at that point. Um, so we played Katana for a while, and then uh, a couple of years later, that's when Puerto Rico came out, and that was the net. Like I said, the next, it was the first big new game. And I remember when the game first came out, I was like, I feel really dumb. I feel really dumb. Like the game made me feel really stupid. It felt so unbelievably complex. Uh, It it was so hard for me to understand the different jobs and how like, how, you know, like, oh yeah, well, if I take it, like, I would think like, oh, they took that. So I don't get to do it. And then it gets to my turn. I'm like, oh, I do get to do it. Wait, but how? And it was, it's looking back. I don't understand. And I feel, it makes me feel even more dumb right now thinking about how dumb I felt at the time. But, um, but yeah, I, I still really like it. that that mechanism of of choosing jobs and everyone needs to do it, but you get a bonus that's still used today. It's even used in a lot of games recently. It's been used in uh, Terraform Mars Ares edition, which I just recently played. And that is fantastic. I no longer need to play the original Terraform Mars ever again. But anyways, uh, back to the game at hand, Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that was difficult enough. And then trying to 
uh, understand like getting the goods and the values of the different goods. Corn's really good for like, you know, shipping, but useless for selling and, and all the different stuff. And um, yeah, I, it, I understand how some people say it shows its age these days. And, and I guess I can't absolutely deny it, but I, I will always, at least at this moment, I still feel it's a very good game. Sure, it shows a little age, like it said, but it's a very good game. I like all the different aspects. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I just we actually just recently played it. And, uh, yeah, the shipping and the selling of the goods and everything like that. It plays clean, plays simple, especially now in this day and age, based on how complex games have come. This one's actually fairly reasonably easy to explain to new people. Or not new people, people, people who have played games for a long time. It's very simple. And so you can get it to the table quickly. It's not hard to explain. Everyone enjoys it. So yeah, I it's it's still a very high, highly ranked game for me. It's gotta be in my top 50. I don't know where it's gonna be at, but it's gotta be in my top 50. And uh I, I would not still 15. Not, not 15. Not 15. Right. 15. <laughs> um but it's gotta be at least an eight for me still. So yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Um Andy, what do you think? Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, I actually, you took all my talking points, almost every single stinking one. No, I remember, I'm, same as you, I came of age playing uh, uh, Settlers of Catan and uh, Carcassonne, and actually one of the er- earliest games I played was Vegas Showdown. Um, mm. But I, I love these games, and I still love these games. And then Puerto Rico came into my life, and I remember thinking, holy crap, this is so complex. This is so much. I'll never be able to figure this out. And now I look at it and go, this is really not that complex. It's it's cool. It's it's, it's a fun game. Um, I will say that uh, over the years there's I, I feel like there's kind of like a tried and true path to victory at least with the original base game i haven't played the expansions which i don't know how they changed that i guess they've just added some buildings and stuff I, it's been a while since i know they've had the expansions around for a long time but i played the original to death and i did feel like there was some ways to maybe kind of like for for, for instance for me i remember uh if i could get corn early and just do a lot of shipping and kind of monopolize the captain and stuff like that there's a way to get victory points and you could kind of push the game to an end quicker by doing so um so it felt maybe I, I wouldn't say broken but it didn't feel like there were equal paths to victory of which there were many um so maybe that's my only complaint over it, but uh, still a great game. And yeah, I love the I love the role selection. I love the mechanics that were original to it that have been implemented in many games since. Um, there is a version of it that combines Puerto Rico and Race for the Galaxy, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me right now. San Juan. No, it's not San Juan. San Juan's a card game version. Uh, this is like Puerto Rico in space. It's the, all the <laughs> all the iconography from Race for the Galaxy. Um, Last and- Frontiers. Last Frontiers, thank you. Which is a lot of fun, actually. I like that one. Um, in fact, that may be actually more fun than Puerto Rico. Oh, so yeah. I don't know, but uh, good games. Uh, the running joke that we always had is uh, <laughs> the you know the little uh, tokens that you place were were uh, colonists, and we always I, I refer to them as this. You'll appreciate this, Daniel, because of all your mispronunciations. I used to refer to them as columnists. We pretended they were little newspaper editors yes, or something that were placing <laughs> out on the island. So columnists. Nice. Uh, well, uh, I did not have a history with Puerto Rico. Uh, the first time I played it was probably five years ago. And then I played it two years ago. And then I played it about three days ago. No, it was about two weeks. No, it's three weeks ago. Now doesn't matter. The point is the game is a, solid meh like in a world with 58,000 board games Puerto Rico has to be one of the most blandest games I have played in a very 
long time. It's as like bland as an Amish guy eating a rice cake. I mean, there's no flavor to this. There's no anything to this. There's no flair. Um, and I understand that maybe, you know, uh, 20 years ago when it was created, there might've been a lot of validity to what it brought to the hobby. And there is, there is, there's some really interesting, the I pick everyone else follows mechanic is super clever. And there's a lot of games that uh, implemented that and implemented it better. Some of those games are Ark Nova, Roll for the Galaxy, Terraforming Mars, Ares Expedition. Now Ark Nova didn't do the, I pick everyone follows, but it kind of gives you that same, you have these five actions and when you're going to, and if, when are you going to do it and everything like that. But regardless, you got the simple engine building game. You build, you have, you have like eight buildings to choose from. So like every game probably is going to feel the same. I and, and actually Andy kind of reinforced that, that after a while, you kind of just get in a groove with one strategy. And I totally see that. Um, I don't feel like there was enough options. I think this is a, for me, I would play it again. I think I would play it like every year, one year, two year, and I'd have an okay, good time with it. But I feel like if this was a game I played every week, I would get tired of it pretty well. There is not a lot uh flair. There's no flair. There's no excitement. And uh it's just it's just bland. <laughs> That's all I got. What about you, John? Well, bring it back home with me. And uh I think the best way I can wrap up the way I feel about Puerto Rico is with a quote from West Side Story, which Daniel claims he's a big musical lover, but he's never seen West Side Story, believe it or not. But I'll do my best here because it's a singing quote. Uh, Puerto Rico, my heart's devotion. May it sink back in the ocean. Um, (laughs) Daniel, for the most part, I agree with you. And let me also go on. You you touched on the components for a second. And Andy, it doesn't matter if you call them columnists or colonists. If I say Advil tablets, people will know what they are because (laughs) that's literally what they look like. (laughs) <laughs> these are the tiniest little round. I've most pills I've taken are bigger than these. And these are what you're trying to manipulate on your board. And you're trying to manipulate them on buildings, which mm-hmm. are really just well, let me see. Is this oh yes, I can I know it's a warehouse because you know what? In complete typewritten font, it says small warehouse. <laughs> it's the same size as the large warehouse, but mm-hmm. it says small warehouse on it. That's how I know it's a building. Otherwise, it's just a, a cardboard chit. And that's just the beginning it's it's yes it's an ugly game and it looks like yeah it it, it, i agree also every game is going to pretty much feel the same it has the cool action selection which i can understand especially when it came out was probably a huge deal but if you're going to play this game yeah play something else because it's been re-implemented better many times and i also see how it's going to have a nostalgia factor i love to play Catan still i understand if people don't like to because there's a lot better area majority or whatever type of games out there but it holds a spot in my heart, but uh, I'm sorry, Puerto Rico. I'll play it again because it's, it's, it's a, it's a nice little, uh, you know, game to pass the time, what have you. And it really doesn't take that long, but yet it's not something I'm going to keep coming back to. Definitely not something I'm going to own. Funny thing is I had said earlier on a show that I'd played it before. I'm, I was mistaken, I guess. I'm <laughs> one of those other ugly games with a city name. I think I might've been thinking Istanbul. It's the one with the guy like this. Yeah, it's on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> Makes Hansa look very attractive. So <laughs> I think that might have been the one that I actually played because then we said, OK, let's refresh my memory on uh, Puerto Rico. What is this going on? <laughs> so now I've actually played it and I'm none too impressed. So I will say and by the way, I, I wanted to boo you, but 
I decided not to because I'm That's being really nice. nice yeah. yeah. Well, you got Daniel. I, yeah, I, I here's the deal. I can get what you like. Yeah, I'm with you in that it's it's a little dated maybe, but it has a huge nostalgia factor for me. And honestly, still playing it with people that know it well, it's still entertaining because if we know it well, we all know that there is a route to go to maybe win the game easier. So we're all battling for that route. So there still is competition there. Um, it's It's maybe not a game I like playing with people that haven't played it as much as I have, though. And and that's what I was about to jump in with how like we kind of we kind of talked about how you know well you know uh, if you get corn early then stuff like that it, it it's a game that's I mean again nostalgia and the way I played we played it a million times is also the reason that I'm a person that I want to play the same game over and over and over I don't want to play just game once because that's how I started because we because didn't have that many games to play <laughs> but with that said specifically like that game is one of those games where, okay, I see John starting to go this direction. So I'm going to go this other way. Like there there's four or five different strategies. And when you see someone doing one, you just got to pick another one and go. So it, that doesn't play well. Like Andy saying with people who don't haven't played before and don't know the game. Yes. That can make it kind of interesting, but if everyone knows the game and plays it, it's actually very interesting on this chess match early on of, Oh, you're doing that. Well, then I'm going to do this. And then, and so, so forth. Well, and it's another game that as you know, it well, you can play defensively a little bit. And, and one of my favorite things to do at the table that you can do that Daniel despises. And that is actually like, you know, negotiate and kind of talk a little bit. Um, like we can talk about the fact that look at this he's got all this corn he's going to be shipping soon we got to stop him well no that's fine i'm you're the one that usually has an issue with that what are you talking about i just don't <laughs> want negotiation i don't want to say oh andy you do shipping and i'll do this and you're like okay and then you do the something else like that's the type of game that i don't want to play if we're gonna talk about something you better stick to it unless it's that kind of game where you're backstabbing and stuff Every so, game's a backstabbing game. Yeah. But well, I, I, wanted, the, uh, I wanted to hint oh, on what Chris said about uh, about this game being interesting the more you play it. Because I think that reinforces my idea of that this is a game that was, it's an old game and it belongs in the past. No one's going to pick up Puerto Rico for the first time and go, you know what? This is a really cool game. Let me play it 10 times so I can fully understand <laughs> yes. and appreciate all the nuance of this game. Mm-hmm. You're going to play this game once and you're going to be like, what what was that about like really this is this is the game it's like if you go ahead and watch uh citizen kane today you're gonna be like Mm -hmm. all right i guess the best movie ever it's time but is it really that yeah exactly Uh, so this this game is not aged well it is no one's gonna do no one's gonna do that daniel because that's the day and age we live in where you play the game one time You don't play it over and over. It doesn't matter. There's no game they're going to pick up and be like, oh, I'm going to play this over and over because that's where the community is. Nah, they'll play it over and over again, but it has to be impressive and it has to hit hard. It It is impressive. It's still impressive. If you don't know anything about gaming, it's very impressive. Well, Andy, you said your favorite part about the game. My favorite part of the game was scooping it all back up and putting it back in the box. But (laughs) you let us know what you think about Puerto Rico and what your favorite part of the game is by commenting down below and if you like what we're saying or even if you don't like what we're saying but you're at least a little bit entertained please smash the like and subscribe buttons that's right so uh we're gonna take a little break here and uh announce a winner right i think so Mm -hmm. oh yeah so in episode eight we had a contest um for wingspan so let's go to the video and see who won
Welcome back to Around the Board. It's time to give away a copy of Wingspan. I know everyone has been highly anticipating this. So we're going to pick uh, four people from the uh, randomizer here. Our producer, Randy, is going to pop it up over there on well, over there on the board. And uh, we are going to pick four names to increase the anticipation. And then once we have the four names, we're going to pick the winner out of those four. And Ooh, you're going to let us know fun. what your address is. We'll reach out to you. We'll talk about all that. And that game will fly straight to your house. Fly straight to your house. Yes. yes. Brought, and- b- brought how all good board games are brought by the stork. That's, That's right. right. This one appropriately enough, yes. Yeah. Oh, was hey, You're welcome. Please come with that. a stork. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> so okay, so this has not been pre-done. This is this is happening oh, no. right now. Bring it. Yes. Yep. In real time. IRL. We're gonna do it right now. Yes. We're gonna do it live. We'll do it, do it live. live. Okay. Do it live. I can <laughs> I'll write it and we'll do it live. All right. There well, that's how we're doing it. Let's get the drum roll for our first of four contestants to make it to the final four. The final four. I hope it's me. I hope it's me. That was congratulations, Tommy, Tommy Boy 44. Hey, Ooh. all right. Me like wingy. I didn't know Adam Sandler watched the show. That's great. <laughs> Robin Carol Dolce. Uh-oh. Oh, oh he man. Won, he won our last contest. Yeah, winner. Indeed. Holly Carney. All right. Okay. okay. Down to and the our final. Of the final four. Of the final four. Michael Wilson. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Now, Randy, do you remember those names? No, I think he forgot them all already. Let's redo Excellent. it. If anybody's watching and doesn't know what's going on, in episode eight, yes. we had a contest for Wingspan. We did a segment that we introduced called uh, Review and Release. Release. So expect a few more of these down the line. The, uh, <laughs> Here we go. The okay symbol. So let's go, and we got a winner, Robin Gerald. Robin, Robin. Oh, <laughs> Congratulations, Robin! You are just the winningest guy I know. Yes. Unbelievably yeah, lucky. Unbelievable. You are the around the board winner. <laughs> yes. Back to back champion. Welcome back, and Robin, congratulations on winning again. You're uh, you're getting close to my streak of winning, which, if <laughs> those of you aren't aware, I, I continually win at cons for some reason. So I guess Robin continually wins here on Around the Board, which is cool, too. Uh, we're going to now get some of our listener comments from one of our correspondents in the field. That would be Mr. Hansa. Hansa, are you there? I am. Thank you, Andy. Um, today, I have a comment from... Ashley Guy Watson. He says, I love that game. He was talking about my game. Me. I'm loved, guys. Unlike that backstabbing John Tysman who said someone was not as ugly as me or something like that <sighs> earlier in the show. We need to rewind the tape, please. Mm-hmm. Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. <laughs> <laughs> One of those other ugly games with a city name. I think I might have been thinking Istanbul. It's the one with the guy like this. Yeah. That's on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> Makes Hansa look very attractive. Hansa. We don't even call it tape anymore. What century are you from? Oh, that century. Good question. I don't appreciate that comment. Uh, uh, Andy, Andy, hold me. <laughs> All right, Hansa. Thank you. 
we'll uh, we'll let you take mm-hmm. your leave now of absence from the show. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Calm Man. down there and take a couple plays off there, Hansa. Andy. You got quite a fan building up there with Hansa. Wow, I think Hansa's play that it's getting hot in here. <laughs> song again. Yes, exactly. Man, yeah. well, think, let's get think... back to why we're all really here, shall we? Okay, let's do. It. Round three, fight. All right, so here at uh, round three, we are going to talk about co-ops. And we're going to talk about it in the broad sense. Do you like them? Do you not like them? What's your thoughts about them? I think Andy's <laughs> kind of bearing the lead here a bit for himself. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's a giant swerve, and he's going to come back and say he loves them. But uh, I don't know. We'll find out right now. Andy, what's your thoughts on co-ops? Co-ops. So long before I ever played board games... I was a computer gamer, and I remember in college playing StarCraft, and I loved playing StarCraft, but occasionally some of my friends wanted to play a cooperative mode. In that cooperative mode, anyone could control anything on the screen. And do you know what I did during those games when we play those? They were very rare. Do you know what I would do? I would screw with everyone. That's right. I would send things in to die. I would move the base around. I would try and end the game as quickly as possible so we could actually get back to playing something competitive where we were playing against each other and trying to rip each other's throats out. I hate cooperative games. I hate them with a passion. I would like to say it's a mental illness or something. (laughs) And it may very well be. But I just, I I don't, how do I put it? A true You're not a team player. That's, I'm not a team player. I'm absolutely not a team player. And a true cooperative, you're sitting around with other people and you're trying to beat a game, right? If I want to play something where I'm just trying to beat the game, I'll go play something solo. Sorry. I I, I don't need Sorry, anybody's not help. Cooperative. I like to try and best my opponent. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a huge cooperative fan. I, I will say there are a couple that I've had some enjoyment with experience-wise. Probably what? the one that I can bear the most and I actually own is the grizzled. I like the grizzled just because it's so ridiculously hard. Um, But I've also been, I guess I've been ruined on co-ops mostly because of some of the early ones I was experiencing. So pandemic, regular pandemic, there's so much opportunity for alpha gaming in that. And I ran into that over and over again where someone's just running the thing and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll do what you say and I'll just move cubes around for no reason. And why am I here? I could be, I don't know, doing anything else at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a fan of co-op. Sorry. How about you, Daniel? Well, you don't have to apologize for being no. wrong, Andy. Not a lot of people <laughs> have this hatred for co-ops, but co-ops are a more of a diversive, uh, divisive, sorry, I, I always mispronounce things, a divisive <laughs> mechanic. Some people really love them. Some people really hate them. Not a lot of people are right dead in the center, but I, I'm probably right there ironically some of my favorite games are co-ops but they're not the games i gravitate towards i actually try to avoid those games um they don't ever resonate they don't pop off the the board off me when someone says hey you want to play this new co-op i'm like eh, not really um and i don't know why because when i play them i really enjoy them um i love the puzzle that they offer um i i feel like every co-op game is just a different type of jigsaw puzzle um, you know, when you're playing, doing a jigsaw puzzle, you're with your whole family, you're c- quietly contemplating things, you're 
trading things out. You're, you're passing pieces to each other. You know, it's this fun experience. This enjoyable, just get together and enjoy this shared experience. Co-ops are the same way. They have this puzzle just built into it. You're trying to figure out how to accomplish this goal together, talking about it, discussing it. Um, there shouldn't be an alpha player. If there is, I think any game that has the alpha game gamer problem, it's actually the person's fault and not the game's fault. Cause anyone can sit there and tell you how to play the game. You can play a competitive game and someone can tell you how to play the game. We have a few friends who actually do that. And you know who you are out there. Yeah. It's so- you, it's you who does it. <laughs> you, you step in in games. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. You step in in games and you're like, Hey, the best moves actually over here for you. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. I do that when I'm teaching the game and co-ops are very much like that, but there's a difference between saying This is the move you make. And these are your, your options. And this is what I can do. And these are your options. So what do you want to do knowing what I can do and what your options are? That's how all co-ops should be. They should be that discussion. They should be trying to figure out a problem together. They're wonderful. I love them. But John, what about you? Well, Daniel, I think before we talk about co-ops, we have to ask ourselves, what is a (laughs) co-op? Let me clarify this. Co-op is short for cooperative. (laughs) This goes without even being said. Let me clarify this. I'm sorry. I was channeling my inner Don Knotts from uh, Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Um, But yes, co-ops. We were born in in the 20th century, John. (laughs) On so many different levels, Daniel. Alpha gaming is not a player issue. It is a game issue. Because if two of the people have never played it before, they don't know what they're doing in a co-op. The person that's played by by default has to alpha game and tell them what to do in most co-ops. I am not quite as anti-co-op as Dandy. I don't know if anybody is, but I am on the anti-co-op side. But the Grizzled, yes, say that's one of the exceptions. Uh, what's that other one? Uh, the Crew is one of the exceptions. There's there are exceptions to the rule, usually because you can't you don't know what other people are doing. You can't really tell other people what to do. You know what the goal is, but you can't tell them how to get there. And I actually own, I think, only one co-op game, and I've only played it solo, and it's called Black Orchestra, if you've heard of it. It's a World War II game where you play as real people throughout history or throughout, you know, on the German side, mostly in the World War II, that are trying to assassinate Hitler and bring an end to the war. And the reason I think this one would work if I ever get multiple players at the table is you have a vested interest in not having your character get arrested and interrogated. So if someone's trying to alpha game and say, uh, yeah, why don't you go to Berlin and do, you know, X, Y, and Z? Like, are you crazy? Hitler's in Berlin. I am already on, on the suspicion list. I'm going to get arrested. And then I will be, you're basically out of the game until somebody breaks you out. And while you're out of the game, you can't communicate. You have to make decisions that hurt, actively hurt your team on your own. So a game that's done like that, I think I can get into a co-op. And, but those are few and far between as a most, for the most part, co-ops, that's, when I look at a new game and I'm saying, oh, that looks really good. I think co-op, nope, sorry. I'm out. Moving on. That's what I got. How about you, old man, Chris? Okay. So, uh, first of all, I'm going to say I like co-ops. Okay. I, I do want to draw attention to a couple of the problems that there can be. Yes, the alpha game problem can happen if you don't have it, it takes the right people it does take people who want to be teammates that want to work in a team i love doing teamwork i don't i don't i actually don't like doing things myself i absolutely don't i 
have infinitely more gratification if I get together with other people and work together towards the goal. It means way more to me. Um, uh, I mean, I guess size-wise, sure, it makes sense that I would play O-line, but like that is my mentality, playing O-line and letting the wide receiver and the running back get all the glory, even though I made the blocks. Like that's that's how I am. I play base also. No love for the base player ever, but you're doing your job and it's important. <laughs> So uh, that that's just kind of my mindset. So I love I love the cooperative aspect. When 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 the magic is happening in a co-op, it actually is the best thing that I've experienced in gaming uh, in board game tabletop, largely because it's pandemic legacy, which we'll get to in a minute. But I will not deny the fact that co-ops can say, with good reason, on the player count one to whatever because if it's a real co-op you technically could play the game all by yourself like you don't need other people for co-ops pandemic legs most any true co-op now camel shadows of camelot you have the trader possibly so then you can't really play by yourself but uh og pandemic horrified most of these games, most of these big name co-op games, you can play solo, which is why I actually thought recently it was funny. I don't know what game it was. I saw on the box for a co-op. It was like with single player rules. I'm like, well, all of them are. Well, but what there are some there are some that have, that you literally can't play solo. I, I don't know. I haven't seen one. But anyways, I'd love to see it. Uh, but so so they do have some problems and yes they have the alpha gamer problem okay well we'll play that sometime john whatever that was um so i mean i'll play it by myself but there you go try uh exactly uh there is some problems but again it just takes the right people i I play pandemic legacy uh we we played all through season one last year unbelievable unbelievable so good uh we just started season two a couple of weeks ago and i play with my wife and another couple and in every turn it's our turn our turn our as in the entire table we are working together we're th- strategizing we're like yeah okay well how what can we do best this turn i know you have that special ability you have that special ability what do we think about this thing and so i'll be like yeah it sounds good but what about this other thing and we work together we strategize we decide yep i think this is the right move for the betterment of winning the game, we're going to go with this direction. And we Boring. do it. Exactly. Boring. For a person sing, that... Why don't you sit around a campfire and hold hands and sing Kumbaya too, buddy? That sounds good, yeah, because I know how to play with the team. I, I'm not in a job no, where no, I'm no, no. all by myself See, in a room he, singing uh, words. Listen, listen no, the only on. way a co-op works is if it's not really a co-op. And here, so there's games like, uh, uh, for instance, that where there's a betrayal aspect, where there's a, somebody that's a traitor. Those kind of games work for me. So like Battlecon Star Galactica, yeah, that, that works. Shadows over Camelot, absolutely. It's got to be traitor. Those things, those things will work for me. The other thing is I could... But those are not co-ops. But I don't. So I guess what I'm getting at is I don't mind some cooperative aspects, which you are just assuming that I don't want to work cooperatively at all. I'm just saying I just don't you want don't. a pure co-op. I don't mind working don't with someone work as long as we're actually attacking someone else. <laughs> Chris, I don't want to just what, beat a game. I don't want to do a crossword what, puzzle. Chris, one thing real quick. If it's always your turn, it's never really your turn. And that's what the deal is with co-ops. Mm. It's. If it's always your turn, then it's no different than if it's anybody else's turn. means you don't ever get a turn. You may as well go eat something or watch a football game. The Incredibles quotes doesn't work across the board. I don't think it works there. I'm I'm telling you, I had the the moment. We played Pandemic Legacy Season 2 the other night, and I literally halfway through the game had a moment. I was just like, this 
is the great the, the, I love this game but it's because of the people around this table I wasn't trying to like say like a silly cliche lovey kumbaya moment but I was being honest this game is the top of the heap because the four people around that table knew how to play it right it takes the right kind of people it, it is not for everyone but if you have the right people <laughs> co-ops are, are the best thing there is in my hey opinion. he's not talking about Reiner Knizia where's that music coming from <laughs> that's right I bet, his, I bet his biggest fantasy is to play a co-op with Reiner Knizia <laughs> I, I don't know if that would go very well come I on over know. good doctor yeah, I, I, do I, have feel, I feel that... like he would like play for about five minutes and then like five minutes and he would start thinking about another game that that's to make because he's made so yeah. many like he's got to be on the clock at all times yeah by the way I, oh go well, ahead Dan, i, I go don't ahead. think reiner kanitzi has ever played another game he's actually said that before he doesn't play oh that's true games. and two andy you said that uh there's a problem with alpha gaming and co-ops i think the real problem is you probably forgot the rules and forgot it was your turn and they're telling you what to do because <laughs> you're like wait what what do i do <laughs> so all that said i do i do remember there's there is another co-op that i actually enjoy but it's only because it's a party game and it's light and that is uh just one Oh, yes, that's very good as well. Eh, it's a party game, game, though, yeah. Part, many party games are co-op type games. I'm at the point where if I play a party game, I just want to play Time's Up. Uh, Captain Sonar. I like Captain I Sonar. I agree. Captain yeah. Sonar could be all right, but yeah, basically. Captain Sonar, you're cooperatively working against other cooperatives. So, <laughs> Well, <laughs> team exactly games are, I think, different because you're still competing. It's kind so of it's like playing basketball or anything else. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Um, well, mm. hey, guys, I think that's it for this topic. Uh, let yes. us know what you think of uh, what did we talk about? Co-ops, co-ops games. How do you feel about them? Which, which extreme are you on? Are, are you on an extreme? Prove my theory wrong and tell me you're in the middle. All right. Next time or next it's what oh, we're going to do our, uh, yeah, yeah, here we go. Round four fight. We're back to the you know, uh, a lot of fighting in that last one i feel like yeah. that was our first one we really fought <laughs> that was good all right well this one we are going to have a special segment we are going to do play shelf trade but we had mm -hmm. an opportunity to go to a convention um the beginning of october and we asked you the viewer who showed up at the convention what you would want to play shelf trade did you want to play shelf trade flamecraft it's a wonderful world or destinies these were all games that are um uh distributed by lucky duck games and they're offered to give us a copy we actually had a winner of that one uh, and they had to be there at the local convention to win that copy of the game but regardless as we were recording people we thought you know what it'd be really fun to do a live one of these so uh we went ahead and did that so instead of us debating in this format we're gonna take it live on location so here you go people around the board crew at meeple it's time for play on around the board. All right, wow, that was bad. Yeah, my alphabet. No, game that was bad. great. That was great. <laughs> this all came about because like uh, game. we were. Uh, John was suggesting we become a barbershop quartet. Yes, because it's so often, not very often, we're all together, especially gathered around a table with a microphone. That's right. So here we are, gathered around a table at Meeplethon. And we are going to do play shelf trade for these great Lucky Duck games. We've got It's a Wonderful World, we've got Destinies, and we've got the new 
Flamecraft game. Hotness. That's the hotness. And it makes sense because oh, it's flames. Get it? Boom, I see get what it? you did there. Isn't that pretty cool? So I guess we'll start with Daniel, and we'll go down the line and see what everybody thinks their play shelf trade is. We're going down the line, not around the board. That's correct. Are we so changing the name? Welcome to Down the Line. Down okay, the down line. line. We made it eight episodes. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to say uh, my play is going to be Destiny's. Uh, Sarah really enjoyed the game. We played it with uh, Ken O'Connor, and uh, she loved it. So I immediately went and got it. Somebody was selling it online, so I got it for cheaper, ah. uh, which is pretty cool. So definitely yeah. playing that. I think I'm going to. Ooh, I think I'm going to shelf Flamecraft because uh, it does look pretty interesting. It's a light worker placement game, and uh, I don't know. It's going to be kind of excited. So because of that, I'm going to stab John in the heart and wow. say I'm going to just uh, get rid of this. Uh, it's a wonderful world because uh, the dystopian future just doesn't hold up for me. That's horrible. And I've got two things to say. I thought it was Kent O'Connor. Down the line, we got to go down the line. And down also. The line. Way to, way to support your local game store. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> snap. By not actually buying it. Because yeah, I, I got it cheaper it online. online. <laughs> yeah. I gave my money to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was from a yeah. Either way. <laughs> I don't defend myself, you <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I actually got the exact same thing as Daniel. I, I, Destiny's, I, I didn't actually know too much about the game until this weekend, until we got here, and I read about it, and it, I like what it uh, what it's about. It seemed, it's interesting the fact that one of these games is actually competitive. Usually they're always um, cooperative, so the mm -hmm. fact that it's competitive, very interesting to me. Flamecraft. All right, this is not, this is total off-brand for me, but i got to be honest, the art on the box, it got me. It, wow. it, it looks, wow. I like it. It looks good. It's very enticing. Um, the, I know. The synopsis largely just kind of feels like your standard kind of worker placement. It has a very kind of family feel to it and look, but a little more than your typical, like, in-depth uh, than your uh, family-friendly game, so... Very interested. Also, one to five, in case you're a solo player. Is that the age? Yep. <laughs> okay. Player count, one to five. Oh, I gotcha. Yes. And then while Daniel is stabbing John in, in the uh, heart, I will go ahead and pick his pocket. And <laughs> okay. uh, going to go ahead and trade that uh, trash game wow. that I won't even speak of. Wow. John. The, the one that we don't speak of, apparently, right. is what it's called now. Mm. All That's right. right. I, I do want to say I actually do like it. But but still, oh, Chris, I think, does hate it. <laughs> Chris is sincere in his yeah. hatred for the game. All right. Well, it's not going to be out of brain. It's, it's, yeah, there you go. It's not going to be surprised anyone that it's a wonderful world is my pick to play because I've got an expansion for it that I haven't played yet. So it's got to be my play. Um, the other two, Destinies, sounds very intriguing because those type of games always appeal to me, but they're always co-ops, like Chris was saying, and that does not appeal to me. So a story-driven, competitive game, I got to give it a try. That's for sure. And then Flamecraft, other than being worker placement there's nothing about it that appeals to me to be honest with you it's cute looking i i you can't like i things, i well i like my wife but other oh, than yeah, i can't be impressed by this flashy presentation like chris can be i want a real game so i think i'm gonna have to go ahead and trade flamecraft so that's what I got. Andy, right. Andy what about you? Well, hey, hey, bring that microphone over here. Uh, so for me, this is going to surprise you a little bit. My shelf game is going to be It's a Wonderful World. And the reason that's going to be the case is because I'm making a new vow. I'm trying oh, to only buy and keep games that I've played that are acceptable. Okay. I haven't played these other two games, and so I don't want to put it on my shelf yet because I don't know. Gotcha. But okay. the one I do want to play between yes. Destinies and Flamecraft should be no surprise. I'm going to play... Yes. Flamecraft. Wow. Because Destiny sounds no. interesting. <laughs> because Destiny's is not a co-op. That makes no. it a little more interesting to me. But story-driven. Uh, give me worker placement. What if it was Lord of the Rings competitive story-driven? 
There we go. <laughs> For Rohan! <laughs> no, uh, maybe. But uh, I like worker placement. I like I like it. I'm going to go with that. You sound a little okay. different today, Andy. Why's your voice gone? I <laughs> might have a sore throat because I went to the University of Kansas football game today. Uh, yes, that's right. Go. They're 5-0 and for the first time since yep. 2009. Wow. That's right. There that's you go. Good. Football players. There you go. That was for you. Yes. That's sports ball. Sports, sports ball. ball. Sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, don't you have a story about oh, sports man. ball? I, yeah, I did. So I... I, I I'll try and make this brief, but yeah, we were at Gen Con several years ago, and you know, I, I like to consider myself a pretty well-rounded person. You know, yes, I like gaming, and I like uh, things that are in the nerd culture, but I'm also a big sports fan, and I grew up uh, being a sports guy. And and but it seems like you know, we ran across somebody. We we're playing a game. I, what game was it? King of Tokyo. It was uh, Crosstalk. Nah. Crosstalk from uh, Na- Navu. Is that how you really? say their Navu games? The guys who did Stockpile and any anyway, Crosstalk. Let's play Crosstalk. What's that? You're the one that's played Crosstalk. I have. It's a great yeah. game. Not it's many a great people game. have. Anyway, Crosstalk. And so in, in that game, you're working as a team cooperatively, but against another team. Um, and you're trying to get them to guess a, a word or phrase or something. So I used an analogy that had something to do with sports. And uh, <laughs> this guy that was on our team was, why are you talking about sports ball? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? How can you be any more stereotypical nerd? Um, <laughs> but so that's the first time I'd heard it. Uh, it's kind of colloquialism that's been around, though. So that's yeah, yeah. awesome. Funny well, stuff. Uh, just to kind of uh, talk about the play shelf trade a little bit more. I don't know if any of you have had the chance to play any of these since uh, since the play shelf trade was was filmed because I actually had a chance to play my uh, Flamecraft. Oh, oh yeah, cool. and yeah. So and just to kind of appeal for more points here, I'll talk about it a little bit. But <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. But okay, no, okay. Well, you never know. But uh, but yeah, somebody had had their Kickstarter fulfilled, and so I got to play it. And and it's so funny because after we'd filmed it, I looked into it a little bit, and I was like, maybe that should. It was my trade on the game. I was like, maybe that should have been my play. That looks pretty interesting. And so then I got it played and I got to tell you, I don't know, it's, it's, I like the gameplay and all, but it's one of those games where you have one action you want to do. You still have like five different choices to do the action. Well, I could go here and get these actions along with that action. I could go here and come do this and do this. So just to sit there on your turn and figure out the optimal move, because there will be an optimal move. Uh, I can see where it's going to lead to a lot of AP and a lot of players. So, I mean, it wasn't that way for me because I was just like, I'm just trying to play the game. I'm like, yeah, I see where, okay, yeah, I need to do this. I can go to A, B, C, or D to do it. What cards are there? What do I need to do there? What can I fulfill? And so, unfortunately, I think it's going to suffer from that. Other than that, it's a really great game, but I think it's still going to be my trade. Oh, okay. That Ruffer, that's, said, called a, that's called a feature, in my opinion. Any game that causes AP, <laughs> that's a good game. There you go. That's a feature. Well, there you go. Maybe you should get that one, Chris. Mm-hmm. But that does bring us to the end of our show, and Randy didn't find any reason to give me any more points for that spiel. So it looks like our winner is going to be Old Man Chris with 14 points. I kind of spoiled the lead there, but I finished in second with 13, tied with Andy, and Daniel bringing up the rear after another bad last segment with mm-hmm. 11. There you go. So, Chris, my friend, I turn the floor over to you. What more can you even say after the hot seat? Do you have anything left on your mind? I I do, I do. Good. And I think it's time that we come to grips with a problem we have, people. Hmm. We all have that game that we love the idea of, and and we loved the idea of it so much 
that even after we played it, we lied to ourselves and convinced ourselves it's better than it is for ourselves. <laughs> at least not maybe not the game itself, but we've lied to ourselves that we liked it. And I, I know, you know, it, it's a tough and unfortunate situation, but I was looking at my game shelf earlier and I saw the game and it just every time I look at this game, I have the same reaction. Now, have I sold it? No, I've not traded it, sold it for the exact reason. Obviously, it's on my shelf, but it's because I just I just hope every, every single time I look at it, I hope I'm going to be like, oh, let's play that. And then when I do play it, it's going to change my mind. But the sad truth is I probably just need to move, let, let it go because it's just it's never going to actually fulfill it. Now, this game in particular is for me as Merchants Marauders, but... I feel it could be for anyone, but you know, like that game, it just, I love the idea of being a, a pirate and all the different things you can be a pirate, but I don't just, it, that game gets bogged down and like, I don't know, just like the weird mini game of the attacks and stuff. And it just, it just never actually fits the hits, hits the mark. And I don't know, but we all have that. And um, I, I think we all just need to collectively come together, realize the situation and uh, be real with ourselves and, uh, you know, trade those games away. And hopefully, you know, I'll give you away my game and the game that you don't like, I can have and and uh, it will all work. But we, we do need to come to terms with this, people. It's a it's a it's a plague in our community. And uh, I hope we can fix it. You know, the best way to fix one well of those said. is to just play through your whole collection in the year. That's I think true. you'll know for sure. There you go. <laughs> for uh, me, Chris, it's true. For me, it's not so much that I think. Oh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. By all means, please continue. Looks like an amazing game. It really does. So I can see what you're saying there. Just the game box alone, I'm like, this game can't be bad. In 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 truth, like you know, I don't really care much about components and that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. it is. It's deluxe, and it was deluxe before components were a big deal. Oh, it's big to me. Yep, it's so good. Sometimes, what'd you say, Andy? Sometimes for me, it's 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 the components of the artwork. But a lot of times, I hang on to games because everybody else thinks they're great. And I go, okay, well, I guess I can't get rid of it because it's everybody thinks it's awesome. And even though I'm just like, I don't really like this. Yeah. And so it sits on my shelf almost kind of like, uh, you know, like I want to look cool. Like when people come over, like, oh, you've got that game. You've got Twilight Imperium. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That game's great. Which we all know is just empty when you open the box. But no (laughs) one's actually opened the box, so they don't know that. So who knows? That's viticulture that's empty. Let's wrap Uh, up with birthdays. (laughs) All right. Well, first, the game we have is uh, who? uh, I have Redlands. That's right. Redlands Mm -hmm. is one year old today. It came out in 2021. It's a wee little baby. It's a two-player card game from Roxley Games. Beautiful production. Um, And the cards, like, you can almost fold them in half and they don't crease. This is a great game. Well-produced beautiful art and the it comes with two play mats and it fits in the box great That's game cool. one years old happy birthday radlands cool i've got uh wits and wagers which is born in 2005 the same year as my son it's 17 years old oh. and I don't know if you've ever played Wits and Wagers, but now that's a fun party game. And it's also like a party trivia game because if you really know the answer, you're going to clean up. But usually it's uh, really odd things to know the year of. You're always picking like a year or a number or something like that. And uh, But if you know it, oh, man, like one of them was, I think, uh, when did Billie Jean come out by Michael Jackson? Ah. I'm like, boom, 1983, gotcha, buddy. And so uh, I was able to clean up on that one because it's a betting game, too. And if you don't think you're right, but you know somebody else probably got it right, you can bet on them. So very fun game. Wits and wagers. 
17 years old. All right. Well, then uh, next uh, we're going to talk about Mo Money. That's coming in at eight years old. Uh, that was actually a, a game that was written by one of our friends, our close friends that we know in in, uh, in uh, real life, and we play a game with on a regular basis. So, mm-hmm. Mr. Matt uh, Saunders. I, I unfortunately this was played last night at, at Andy's birthday party as well, and I didn't get to play. I, this game still eludes me. Ah, I want to play it so bad. It was good, I, and we enjoyed I, it a lot. We're going to bring this copy. one back. We've mentioned this so many times on Around the Board. It's going to be a hidden gem, and people are going to get into it. And the sequel is going to be even better because the sequel, we all know, is going to be named what? Mole Problems. Mole Money, Mole Problems. Mole Problems. problems. Yes, that's right. Yes, exactly. Uh, Final birthday. The final birthday would be Keyforge that came out on this day in, or well, this month in 2018. And the best thing about Keyforge is the weird names that you get on the <laughs> decks because they're all randomized. Uh, it's a game that, uh, uh, well, I, I didn't really actually enjoy that much, but uh, I know some people are really into it. Uh, it's uh, by Richard Garfield, I believe, right? Uh, the guy that did magic. And uh, mm-hmm. it's each each deck that came out was completely unique. And because of that, it had its own like weird, unique name on the, the deck. Um, which made for some interesting things. I think there were some, uh, some, uh, uh, I think mature... they had to, I think that some yes. they had to recall, didn't they? they I believe there were some one. mature titles. <laughs> yes. That they had to recall. So my favorite one that I just opened recently was, I forgot what his name is, but the title was the cat burglar of horses. Okay. <laughs> cat burglar. <laughs> interesting. Of horses. It's like, yes. It, you know what? If you want to, uh, uh, send us your favorite Keyforge deck yeah. names, that you can do cool. so by mailing us at mail at aroundtheboard.net or commenting on our, our social media. And, uh, we just want to finish by, well, Chris, you had a quick announcement you wanted to make. I, I know we're out of order here, but what's, what's going on? You got yeah. some stuff. Yeah, so it's not official yet, but very soon we are going to have merch up and going. And so we're going to have T-shirts and all the different stuff. Um, but uh, seemingly the printing company we're working with, they they will almost put your, your image on anything, your logo. So if there's a particular type of item that you would love to have with our logo on it, put it in the comments below. We're going to do yeah. logos, but is there any good like sayings like yesterday Judas or anything like that? Uh, <laughs> sure yeah i mean we could do stuff like that as well yeah exactly maybe we'll, we'll we'll put that on there and and i know one thing that i definitely am working on with the shirts is um i like the idea of kind of the rivalry of of those uh different um uh, tastemakers here on the show and so i know with the shirts we're definitely going to have like white gray and black with the logo on but then we're also going to have the option of like an orange shirt for me and a red shirt for john a green shirt for andy and a blue shirt for uh daniel so um, if you want to represent, you know, you know, hashtag Chris or hashtag Daniel or whatever, you can buy that particular shirt. So Is that uh, like I know that, we're definitely uh, doing that. So like that, that twilight thing where your team team, somebody exactly. or whatever, and we're all going to sparkle. It's going to be great. Fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you to all our wonderful viewers out there. Remember to tap those like and subscribe buttons. Also be sure to join our Facebook group around the board. Send us an email to mail at around the board.net or reach out to us on our plethora of social medias, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and more until next time we will see you around, around the board. Gosh, I was trying to throw my cards like I was doing to knock my mic over. Ah. <laughs> that was bad. All right, I'm here with 
I'm here with Sarah from Meeple-a-thon, and she's going to let us know uh, one of our past played Shelf of Trade. We're going to be doing Seven Wonders, Isle of Cats, and It's a Wonderful World. Sarah, what's your play Shelf Trade? Okay, so play a thousand percent is always Seven Wonders. Nice. Um, if you'd like to go to war and you'd like to show your friends who is the dominant friend, you pick Seven Wonders and then you challenge them nice. to go to war with you. Yeah. If they don't, then you know you're the dominant friend. There you go. If not, then you know that... Yeah, they, they I'm are, terrified to play this game me. with you. I've never heard anybody <laughs> explain it that I violently. I am the sweetest person until you go to war with me, nice. and then I go to war. Nice. Um, Isle of Cats, I definitely say, would be a trade. Okay. It's a fun game that you can just kind of play with mm -hmm. anyone, but maybe it's just not for me. So, okay, fair yeah. enough. And then It's a Wonderful World, again, it would be a shelf yeah. on that perfect night. Yep. Just kind of an event for something to do, so... Those are mine. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sarah. Appreciate thank you so it. Much. Have a good one. You too.